Yo, Ethan here. Welcome to another episode of Tech is a Lifestyle, the podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Vigie, a tech creator on YouTube. Here, we talk about everything from tech to YouTube to content creation and everything else in between. So here's today's episode. Enjoy. All right, let's start off with the great processor shortage of 2020 and 2021, maybe 2022. Understanding the shortage really boils down to understanding its causes. Why did this happen? The first obvious reason is COVID, but it's a bit more nuanced than that. Yes, semiconductor plants being forced to shut down was perhaps also a reason why we saw such a bottleneck in supply at the start of last year. This industry is essentially a duopoly. Only Samsung foundries and TSMC manufacture the world's semiconductors. And when the load gets pushed entirely on two companies, that tends to fail. But reports have shown that it isn't this capitalism or this market dominance that really caused the problem. See, with Apple lowering their targeted revenue for 2020, we all assumed that since Apple is directly in the know, there would be a massive supply shortage of processors. And we were right, sort of. The actual interruption in manufacturing lasted for not very long. The main reason why we suffered a shortage is because you and I, we ate them. Remember how laptops were scarce at the start of the pandemic? Well, with everything being virtual, your dusty old 2013 idea pad just didn't quite cut it. Along with scalpers and this unreasonable amount of demand, the processor industry just never got a second to recover, or better still, brace for impact. Here's an interesting thought. With how rampant virtual meetings became, Zoom, Microsoft, etc., had to suddenly massively upgrade the service. And your PC chip is made of the same chiplet as those server processors. You see where this is going? To understand how bad this really is, even car manufacturers have released multiple statements on how they've had to stop assembly lines. Fridges, TVs, and even smart home plugs are affected by this. Let's talk about the automotive sector because they sort of, how you say, smashed their own toes? See, at the start of the pandemic, they cut down on supply because everyone was locked indoors and demand wasn't projected to be high. Then suddenly, everybody despised the idea of mass transit because of a certain virus wafting through the air. You can also probably see where this is headed. And finally, GPUs. This year was absolutely massive for the graphics card industry because Nvidia finally launched a compelling enough upgrade over the 10 series Pascal-based cards and everyone wanted a shiny new Ampere card. And with the PS5 coming out after seven long, long years, there was no end to demand. With only Samsung Foundries and TSMC as semiconductor manufacturers, AMD, Nvidia, Sony, and Microsoft can only get the supply that they asked for at the start of the year. And these plants are already running at full tilt. And if due to the strained ability to do maintenance due to a lack of downtime, we see a failure at any of these plants, that's good night. That's lights out for another quarter at minimum and worst case scenario up to a year. Then there's the mining boom. Can we blame them really? Well, yes and no. There is no definite way of knowing whether the cards being sold aren't headed to gamers because A, there is no gamer verification program and B, Steam surveys say otherwise. Definitely the miners aren't helping the situation, but they aren't entirely to blame. So, the bottom line is, it's a demand problem, 
and not really a supply prop. Quoting Mr. Jensen Leatherman Huang here, the 3080 and the 3090 have a demand issue and not a supply issue. The demand issue is that, well, it's much greater than we expected. And honestly, we expected a lot. Gamers Nexus also reported their conversation with an add-in board partner rep who said that demand was not like it was two times more and they predicted 1.9 times the usual sales. It was way off, not even close. And in some more interesting news on this, we have another statement from TSMC that suggests this shortage to last at least till mid-2022. Not looking too great, boys and girls. And in more recent news, we saw Apple absolutely get wrecked with demand as they finally are now struggling with Mac and iPad production. Apple was one of those companies who somehow squeaked through last year without a hassle because they slashed targeted sales, yet they kept the semiconductor supply at the same level. And when every other company was struggling, Apple had record Mac sales. But this year, Apple reports that they may lose up to $5 billion dollars owing to bottlenecks on the assembly line. Anyway, as we proceed into our next segment, let's take a quick five second break and get back to it. Well, 2020 and 2021 have claimed yet another victim, the basic sense and ethics of companies in the PC space. Companies like Nvidia, Intel, and MSI are notably ones that first come to mind. This part of the episode is a compilation of the absolute landslide of disgusting things that these companies have done. Let's hit the green light and begin with NVIDIA. The latest thing being their launch of CMPHX. In case you don't know what we're talking about, CMP is a new line of GPUs NVIDIA is releasing specifically for crypto mining. Now, there has been a lot of controversy surrounding the situation and NVIDIA has definitely made some questionable decisions on the way. First, the 3060 lock. NVIDIA has placed a BIOS lock on the 3060 GPUs to prevent their use in mining. It essentially will reduce its mining performance by 50% when the BIOS of the GPU recognizes that it's being used for mining purposes, essentially nerfing it. Now, right at the outset, everybody knew well and good that no software lock is perfectly secure. It can be broken. But to add insult to injury, this 3060 mining lock only worked when mining Ethereum, a specific type of altcoin. And this piece of info was found basically the next day. And all this while Nvidia stating that this lock was quote unquote unhackable. The funny thing is that a group of Chinese miners took it up on themselves and hacked the lock and used the 3060 to its full hash rate. What's even worse is that when they launched the card, they were gone instantly too, wiped clean. So take this out. Second, the flawed perspective they provided to gamers. They made it seem like CMPHX is a move that allows gamers to get their hands on RTX cards, as it deters miners from doing so. But simple hole we can poke in their story is exactly what Linus from Linus Tech Tips says, every mining GPU Nvidia makes is a gaming GPU they didn't make. Nvidia is saying that CMP is separate from GeForce and operates independently, and that the production of mining GPUs will not affect GeForce cards. So does that mean in the middle of a global processor shortage so bad that Joe Biden had to pledge $37 billion for it and Nvidia themselves having to bring back the 1050i graphics cards due to the lack of GA102 chips for the RTX 3000 series that Nvidia is willing to allocate wafers for CMPHX while still struggling to keep up with demand for the latest Ampere cards? What? If Nvidia really did care about cards exclusively heading to gamers, 
they would have just stopped at the driver lock and sold the chips exclusively to gamers under the GeForce tag. As is obvious by now, NVIDIA needs to earn profit, which it is struggling with right now. So it undoubtedly is a move prompted not by the plight of gamers, but by a need to hit the sales requirement. Their number one priority as a company is nothing but increasing their stock price and reaping a fat profit. But you might think that I'm being unfair to NVIDIA. Just trust them, right? They said that the chips in CMP wouldn't have gone to GeForce GPUs anyway, since they didn't meet the specification and quality requirements. Well, how demand and supply of the silicon works is essentially as demand increases, even this poorer silicon gets pumped into inventory at some point in time. But where this thing really falls flat to his face is when you remember the environmental effect this move has. First, mining involves running these GPUs 24-7 and the amount of power consumed is incredibly ridiculous. Imagine 20 250 watt cards running every day for 24 hours. That's a lot of energy. Second, when the mining industry does crash, which it inevitably will, all of these cards end up in the second-hand market. But after being run for so long, with so much load, their resale value reaches essentially zero. So where do these cards end up? The landfill and the rest is history. And the resale value plummeting is not just bad for the environment, it's bad for other people who might have been able to snag a great deal on such a card which has abilities very similar to the G4 3060. And it just isn't about CMP. Their general approach to how many GPUs they're launching itself is them turning tone deaf, honestly speaking. See, I'm specifically talking about the fact that we are most likely getting a 3080 Ti. I'll make this section short, but Nvidia, are you seriously trying to tell me that among this massive shortage that we've discussed oh so many times already, that you have enough GPU chips to launch CMPHX and also a brand new 3080 Ti, but don't have enough to keep up with the demand of other GPUs that you already launched. You aren't able to put your existing SKUs on the market. How in the world are you going to be able to successfully, in time for demand, be able to launch and get this in the hands of those who really want it and not miners and scalpers? Who knows, maybe Nvidia has some secret trick up their sleeve or a magic sauce that'll make all the miners and scalpers disappear or something that'll magically fix the inventory problem that they hid from us because the 3080 Ti is destined to be their golden boy. Sheesh! We've also had developments in the Nvidia situation and they are now going to take the RTX 3060, the 3060 Ti, the 3080 and the 3080 Ti, the 3070 and the supposed 3070 Ti and the 3090 and make these LHR variants. LHR stands for light hash rate, and NVIDIA is planning to implement this at three stages. First, being at a driver level, then at a firmware level, and finally at a hardware level. Now, all of the aforementioned cards can no longer mine at their full hash rate. It is being slashed all the way down to 50%. This is only limited to Ethereum, which was one of the fastest growing cryptocurrency. Will it make any difference to the present situation? Well, it could. See, because of this, a lot of cards will get flipped on eBay and stuff, and contrary to popular belief, a card used for mining can still have a ton of life in it. And because these cards were used for mining, their resale value plummets tremendously, and these suddenly have incredible value. So even if the card dies in like two years, you still got a good value because you got nearly the full performance for usually less than half the price. And because of this, a lot of cards end up in a lot of people's hands and hence demand also reduces significantly. And everybody wins, hopefully. 
But there's also a significant chance of nothing changing at all because remember there's a very real chip shortage and also there is skepticism among the consumers about buying cars that have been used for mining. So I doubt that the situation will improve significantly. That probably will take a year or so because of obvious reasons by now. The reason I'm not too sure of this working is that the driver lock could be hackable and also people could just not update drivers for as long as they can because I would assume that NVIDIA would drop support or suspend their existing drivers and make them all LHR variants eventually. But I still have a level of skepticism with how vulnerable software-based solutions are. And realistically, the hardware-locked LHR variants are the only ones guaranteed to not mine efficiently no matter what. And that's honestly great because that's a deterrent for miners to buy the cars that are now leaving the assembly line. And the only folks left are scalpers which honestly no one knows what to do about them. But an interesting angle to consider is that the crypto market is currently crashing. Bitcoin plummeted. Tesla is no longer accepting crypto payments. The Chinese government also suspended cryptocurrency based operations, stating its high volatility. So when the bubble pops is when a solution like this comes out. So whether the situation that lies ahead would have been any different without this release is questionable. I'm not saying that Nvidia withheld this release. No. They have no reason to do so. What I am saying is that really, I doubt how much of a difference this would have made in the long run. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Let me know yours too. Another thing NVIDIA did, and I promise this is the last one. So it is about that beef with Hardware Unbox, the Australian YouTube duo. So NVIDIA sent them an email saying that their reviews focus specifically on rasterization performance and not ray tracing performance because of which NVIDIA would not be sending them review cards. They could continue to work with add-in board partners, but not with NVIDIA. Now, permitting them to work with AIB seems like a generous offer, right? But here's the thing. Founders Edition cards are sent to reviewers beforehand for review, along with exclusive press drivers. These media outlets, which include YouTubers, then work on their review and post it on a specific date that's known as the embargo. NVIDIA embargoes the release of AIB cards as well. Most of the time, it's after the embargo of the Founders Edition cards. Now, the media tries to put it out exactly at the time the embargo lifts so that they have the best chance at getting the most views. So essentially what NVIDIA has done here is that they're preventing Hardware Unbox from doing so and thereby compromising on their ability to earn and make a living. Also, saying that RTX has gained industry-wide support is just such a hilarious misnomer. There are only so many games that support it that I could read it out to you right now. You know what? Let's do that. Let's fill it up real quick. Okay, so here it is. A Medieval, Battlefield 5, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Control, Cyberpunk 2077, Atomic Heart, Del the Moon, Dirt 5, Fortnite, Ghost Runner, Justice Online, GX3, MacWarrior 5, Mercenaries, The Medium, Metro Exodus, Minecraft, Moonlight Blade, Mortar Shell, Observer System Redux, Pumpkin Jack, Quake 2 RTX, Ring of Elysium, Shard of the Tomb Raider, Stay in the Light, Watch Dog Legion, Wolfenstein Youngblood, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, and Bright Memory. That's literally it. Among the thousands and thousands of games out there, that's it. So saying that RTX has gained industry-wide support is more than a shady move. And Hardware Unbox focused on raster performance which is what their audience actually cares about. Because RTX just isn't worth the performance hit yet. The LSS is a thing still, we have to consider that. Just because Nvidia wanted or rather expected increased time dedicated to ray tracing for their marketing 
doesn't mean that hardware unboxed shouldn't provide the content its own audience is expecting. Anyway, Nvidia later apologized and pulled back that man. Next, let's talk about the folks in blue. Intel. Intel on Twitter began a campaign that has been met with extremely salty reactions. This campaign directly targeted Macs, specifically Apple's new M1 Macs. Intel pushed the hashtag GoPC in a series of Twitter posts that linked to benchmarks of Intel's latest rocket-like CPUs against Apple's M1. One Twitter post linked to John Rettinger and his video on the latest 11th gen Intel Core CPUs. People ended up heavily critiquing John for this, but it's evident he had nothing to do with it and all he really did was make a sponsored video, which isn't a crime at all. Now, the benchmarks which Intel marketed were what triggered most people. Intel heavily skewed these benchmarks by constantly swapping in and out different 11th gen CPUs for different workloads while the M1 Mac remained constant. This allowed Intel to present their CPUs as the superior ones. This led people to even believe that the benchmark scores themselves were tweaked in Intel's favor. This isn't even the first time that they've done this. They did this back in 2018 when they commissioned principal technologies to release a bunch of misleading benchmarks against AMD. Then as if all the backlash didn't shake them back to the senses, they came back again with the same hashtag go PC ads. This time hiring the I am a Mac guy, Justin Long, and scripting a series of I believe around five videos showing how flexible and better PCs are opposed to Macs. The ad videos themselves had some hilarious mistakes and Renner Ritchie did a fantastic job finding them out, so just go watch this video. He also mentioned something incredibly important as to how Intel mistimed and misdid this ad campaign. Number one, Macs make up a tiny, tiny piece of this computing market and M1 an even tinier part. For almost a decade, Intel was powering Macs, and now doing this is nothing short of plain childish. What they did was draw more attention to the M1 and Macs in general and embarrass themselves with how many people simply destroyed them online. And then in their infinite child wisdom, blocked those who memed against them. Number two, they refused to acknowledge the fact that AMD actually poses a bigger threat to them and is now pushing for their larger piece of the pile. Let's just read out the title of these videos because they themselves are pretty hilarious. Justin gets real, free monitors. Justin gets real, having choices. Justin gets real, two-in-one flexibility. Justin gets real, PC gaming. Justin gets real, touchscreens. But there's another point I do want to address alongside all this. And that is, are we against Intel? Are we, the PCMR, on an uprising against them? Well, sort of. You see, we're really only knocking on their marketing. Intel still has some really passionate engineers that work harder than ever to release some decent chips. Remember that they are always bound by the higher management. Even if they do find a breakthrough that can push them ahead, if the higher management says no, it goes straight into the trash can. Which is why I firmly believe that people have gotten this whole thing wrong. We are against the marketing, the higher management that approved and allowed this campaign to go up and stay up. Hierarchy is extremely deadly in an environment that Intel's engineers are in, and it is that bureaucracy that is pulling them down. So, anti-marketing, pro-engineers. Then following along in Intel's first step was none other than Microsoft, with their comparison ads between the Surface Pro 7 and the MacBook Pro. So, so misleading and so heavily flawed. Just listen to this. Microsoft's ads talk about pricing and how the MacBook Pro is $1,000 and the Surface Pro 7 which is apparently better in every way, just cost $890. 
What a great deal. Amazing work, Microsoft. Look at Apple overcharging. They should learn from Microsoft. It has an i3. Yeah, that specific model that they're referring to has an i3. That's what the kids call a big ooh. Finally, let's discuss this MSI scalping situation. To be clear, before people come after me asking for evidence, head to Gamers Nexus livestream board where he exposed this to the bone. To the uninitiated, when this whole no GPU situation was at its peak, Reddit users found a MSI RTX 3080 Gaming X3 card going on eBay for as high as $1,000 over MSRP. The seller's Starlet partner was registered under Microsoft International or MSI. MSI later issued a statement saying that Starlet partner was in fact a subsidiary of the company and that they generally sold off excess inventory, but they found that an error allowed Starlet partner to access the newly launched RTX 3000 series graphics card in the company's inventory. I really have nothing to say here other than how can we even trust fans if they scalp their own products. And that's yet another one in the books. Now, after all of that criticism, I feel like I need to present another side to these stories. So let's do that quickly. First, with CMP, as I mentioned earlier, Nvidia needs to earn money. They are a business after all. And it's not crazy at all. And it's not as if they're evil for doing that. And I am definitely not condemning the fact that they launched a line like this. The only reason I am critical of this launch is because of how NVIDIA chose to market this. Instead of just saying that, okay, here's a new line of GPUs for mining, like we did during the last mining boom, NVIDIA chose to market it as one for the gamers, which clearly wasn't. So I'm not mad at the product launch. I'm mad at bad and misleading marketing, which interestingly segues into a common misleading speculation floating around which was actually put out by the general public. And that is that PC manufacturers want the prices of components to go up and that they prefer to sell less components for more money than sell more for less money, which would result in more work for the manufacturer. This is entirely false. It's business 101 and any sensible business would never want to put themselves in a situation where they have incredible amounts of demand in front of them and have an empty warehouse when a customer comes to them. That is just not how sustainable business works. And also people are always asking why is it that only graphics cards are hurt so much by the shortage? Well, everything is in shortage. It's just that in the case of graphics cards, the demand exceeds supply to such an extent that it becomes extremely prominent. It's like this, crazy demand highlights how bad it is. Don't get me wrong, the shortage is real and very, very bad. But the reason GPUs appear to be in a worse situation is because they kind of are because of this astronomical demand. And I'm not saying astronomical loosely here. There are an average of 1.5 million people on these online queues for GPUs. Yeah, that's right, 1.5 million people. So it's everywhere, but we feel it more. That's all. Then the hardware unboxing. I don't think there's an excuse for it. NVIDIA cannot believe around media outlets, especially extremely independent ones like YouTubers. Like, they exist to give honest reviews, and if you want something nice said, use sponsored product showcase. Simple as that. NVIDIA cannot, or rather should not, brute force their opinions in reviews. And there really is no justifying them here. Then, Intel. Honestly, I kind of defended them already, but just to reiterate, 
It is only and only the problem of the boneheaded executives at Intel who allowed such a thing to happen and remain there with no attempts at an apology. And because of them, it causes incredible embarrassment to everyone actually working hard for the progression of technology at Intel. It's unfair to those pulling all-nighters to get a half-decent product out into the market. And as we head into the last part of the episode, let's talk about why this PC industry is making these conspiracies that seem true, but when you just look at it nationally, they are absurd, like really, really absurd. For example, when the rumor hit that Nvidia sold something stupid like $157 million worth of GPUs to miners, well, back then, Nvidia did not have $157 million worth of graphics cards with them to sell. Not only that, but according to me, it would be way more profitable for them to sell to gamers and not miners since their target audience is gamers. Remember, GeForce is a gamer-focused division of NVIDIA. And their competition, aka AMD, targets gamers as well. See, the people are desperate and they are unable to complete their systems which they had worked so hard for. And also, there's a lot of built-up frustration. And it is that frustration that clouds rational thinking and pushes for the development of such conspiracies. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Join us for the next episode soon. If you liked it, definitely consider sharing it with all of your fellow tech heads. This is Ethan, your host, signing off. Stay cool, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.